Hassania Mosaka on 702. 702 for the curious. We chat to a really funny man. Earlier, we played you one of his skits, and it was all about Maguinha. Vet cook, as he described it. Uh, we've got a second one. If you haven't come across his work, just take a listen to this, but you can also catch his comedy on uh, Show Max's series, Funny People Africa. And, um, the skits that we're playing for you, uh, involve Tyson Ngubeni's alter ego. So Tyson is our guest and his alter ego is an American newscaster. Bob O'Connor. Um, and in the skits that he's done that have gone viral, absolutely viral, um, some people have started sending them via WhatsApp. In these skits, um, Tyson, Bob O'Connor, you know, Tyson impersonates a typical American TV news reporter doing, doing stories on South Africa and its culture. He covers in-depth stories <laughs> um, about all sorts of things like stop nonsense, uh, Maguinha, which you heard earlier on, and things like the danger box. So before we speak to Tyson, let us uh, just play you um, the skit that he did as Bob O'Connor talking about the stop nonsense. What you're looking at is not a wall. It's a stop nonsense. A South African engineering phenomenon which dates back millennia. See, it turns out that on the other side of this structure is nonsense. <laughs> a burglar? Nonsense. Your neighbor's snot-nosed kid throwing a ball over the wall. That's nonsense, too. And it's kept out by this year. You see, it's made out of anti-nonsense compounds found only in the southern parts of Africa. A certain American politician wanted to build one of these along the southern border. But South Africa said no. Back to you in studio, goodness so stop nonsense uh so you know what makunya is right so that's fed cook and stop nonsense i'll let tyson define what a stop nonsense is considering that his alter ego bob o'connor did a whole story on it tyson good afternoon <laughs> hello Azania. how are you <laughs> i'm very good it's so wonderful to talk to you uh i've just been in stitches going trolling through everything that you've done you know uh, but for anybody <laughs> who doesn't know what a stop nonsense is what is it well, it's, um, <laughs> I don't want to call it a wall because <laughs> a wall just doesn't feel like it captures like what a stop nonsense is and what it stands for. It's usually yeah. a type of um, kind of, you know, barrier, like security kind of barrier, um, very often made out of precast walling. Um, and mm-hmm. they tend to go like fairly high. And I think maybe that's where the term stop, non- you're literally stopping the nonsense <laughs> from coming into your, your, your own space. Um, your neighbor's like, not yeah, knows kids for one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah, it's just a, you know, a, a distinctly South African, uh, kind of term, especially when I, I knew it from, um, like the township growing up. So yeah. Mm, mm. Uh, but I did find Ty- uh, Bob O'Connor's uh, choice interesting on what to describe as a stop nonsense because he's pointing to a regular brick wall. And as you say, exactly. in the township, the brick wall is those prefab slabs, you know, that are uh, slotted yeah, yeah, yeah. into each yeah. other for, for that wall. But it's OK because yeah. Bob is doing his best, right? He's doing his best to give Americans <laughs> as good an understanding of South African culture as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the, the Maguinha 
Uh, what inspired that? Because I saw, I first saw it when everybody was making Makwinya at home, all over, whenever you looked on, on Instagram, on, on Twitter, on Facebook, yeah. people were showing yeah. you their homemade fat cook because that's one thing they were yes. missing during the lockdown. And then here you yeah, come exactly. along and I thought, perfect timing. <laughs> um, it, it was kind of uh, linked exactly like to that because you know we went through there was a banana bread everyone posting um, just you know what they were baking and then mm. like slowly um, and then considering it, was, it had probably been like two weeks since the first uh, skit doing the war and considering that he speaks about the stinky South African things it was just like oh, this, is, this would be perfect for him to speak about and, yes. to, um, and to try and explain like from his a unique kind of a perspective. So, so Absolutely. yeah, it's completely linked to what was happening. Yeah, plus the weather oh, was like perfect. perfect. You know. Mm, mm, I agree with you. We'll try. Let's see, Abel, if we can find the danger box one because that was also incredibly funny. Uh, inspired by my brr. Okay, she comes into it. She comes into uh, what Bob O'Connor says about South Africans to um, the main newsroom when he's doing his crossings. But who is Bob O'Connor? Like, who is he? Uh, where was he raised? What is his politics? Who's Bob O'Connor? Well, Zania, it's great that you ask. Bob O'Connor, I'm born in Madison, Wisconsin. I turned 48 in September. Yeah, listen, I've been in South Africa for a couple of years now, doing a whole lot of reports on a whole lot of things, but I happened to be in the township when the lockdown started. Yeah, I have a whole lot, you know, my whole history spans uh, actually the intelligence services. I used to work with the CIA. I was stationed in Thailand for about 16 years. Yeah, I was undercover as a barista. Yeah, four times employees a month. Um, it was a great time. Listen, I've, I've had quite a lot of experience with extracting information from people. But right now, you know, I'm giving it back. And uh, the news agencies, well, they think it's valuable. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> There's that love. Abel's on the floor, by the way. Your second biggest fan <laughs> is my technical producer. He's on the floor right now. Just love it. <laughs> but you've got it. Bob, you've got to tell me about your jacket because that yellow yeah. leather jacket that you wear, I mean, it must yeah. have the guys wanting to be you and the ladies wanting to be with you. <laughs> well, Zania, it's interesting that you say that. Listen, I don't want to bring it up, but since you did, <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, uh, I'm not going to call myself a fashion icon, but listen, I can dress up when I want to dress up. And, uh, well, it gets the job done, and I'm sure you've noticed my complexion is a, well, a little on the far uh, side of dark, so uh, I suppose the yellow helps brighten things up on that side. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, Avania, my complexion is somewhere between Leslie Spikes and Eternal Darkness. But but that's not a problem at all when you got the kind of jacket that just oozes style, pizzazz, and panache to the reporting. <laughs> it certainly has a lot of panache. I love that. Oh, thank you for the treat. Thank you for the spoil, Tyson. I can't believe you brought Bob O'Connor along. Uh, but you also have a character, another character, a lady who lives out yeah. in Randburg, and her stories tend to be, yeah. you know, she's nervous, she's anxious all the time. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, hi, I'm Cheryl from Randburg, and um, first of all, it's nice to be back on seven o two because you know, I mean, there's so many Cheryls who call in from different areas. 
Yeah, look, you know, we're just trying to run out this, uh, this lockdown period. It's been quite intense. Listen, Azania, I just, I just want things to go back to normal, you know? I mean, it's, it's not normal just eating a salami stick while confined to the house. I just want to be back at the I want to be back at the Wanderers, just smoking, you know, just, I mean, soaking up the dry smoke from the stands and just being in the stands and, just waiting for Mendoza in Colocato to be around to speak to I need that in my life, Azania. I need, I just need, I just want this to be over. I can't do this anymore. I can't, Azania. I can't. I just can't do this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Are we going to be able to keep a straight face for the rest of this chat? Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, she's coming into her own. No, Tyson, she's really coming into her own. Ooh, okay, she's she's going to be a full-on character. I can just see that. Someone has tweeted, or rather has sent us a WhatsApp saying, my favorite is the umjolo that comes from Lerato in St. Turin, one of your skits about dating uh, in South Africa. Uh, but you clearly have a lot of voices in your head. Like, how many voices are there? Like, how many does Karen sometimes talk to? Um, what's her name? It's not Karen. The lady that you just Cheryl, didn't know. Cheryl, from Cheryl, 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 Cheryl. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never too far. Does Cheryl ever talk to Bob? <laughs> Can you imagine that conversation? Yeah. They actually do. You know, it's it's weird because like um, <laughs> I spend a lot of time like alone, so I talk to myself like in like different voices, and I'm always kind of playing. And sometimes I try to to see. <laughs> can I make a coherent conversation or like an argument <laughs> between as many voices as possible? You know, so there's Cheryl who exists. There's also Oprah talks as an there's like there's a whole like bunch of there's also impressions of people who actually exist. I'm trying to mm-hmm. I'm actually working on something about uh, Bo- your colleague Bongani. Um, so they, <laughs> it's not finished yet. <laughs> it's not finished yet. Um, but uh, I just she's, she's again you know people with interesting voices. And you know Bongani like in the morning you're just like uh, well uh, well we got the minister on the line. Here. What are what is this going on here? Aki, uh, do you have the lights with the traffic? Again, it's construction. It's still, yes. I'm still like working on it, but we're just like studying home. him. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what what would yeah. make yeah. what makes for a voice worth studying? Then, what makes for a person worth kind of studying and developing into a whole character? Um, it's interesting. I think the way that I see it is like um, it's almost like everybody is singing. Like when you're speaking, you're singing in the same fact, Like the shape that your mouth makes when you mm. produce vowel sounds and then also the place in your mouth where you place consonants those are like the different kind of instruments and then it yeah. all comes together and then to me like when people are speaking to me it's kind of like a song and then it's um and then once you kind of learn again how people breathe um then you're starting to get into like the rhythm of the the way that they actually speak and it's quite mm. interesting actually because for example when uh, when I'm attracted to someone, then their voice kind of becomes like my favorite song kind of thing. So everyone is yeah. singing. That's kind of like how, yeah, that's how I come to feel and learn and kind of play with voices and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's such a beautiful system. Never come across that before. But you, uh, are you still in Soweto? 
Yes, I'm in Soweto with a family here. Yes, so where? Deep Kloof. Deep Kloof. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Someone claiming to be from Deep Kloof, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the whole thing on that. I thought that was really hilarious. Someone claiming uh, claiming to be from Deep Kloof because that is the fancy area of Soweto. You, You guys are fancy over there in Deep Kloof. Uh, not that area. <laughs> so that's just like the phase three and extension. Oh, so zone bunny. Which zone, zone. which zone bunny in Deep Kloof? Uh, zone six. <laughs> zone six. Yo, and you know zone six yeah. tend, tend to be really rough areas. Zone six, Pimville, zone hey. six, Deep Kloof. They tend to be rough. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's a, it's, not too, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> and you're the last born, right? The last born of, of four children. Yes, I'm the last of four kids, yeah. Yeah, um, so is that, is that why? Is that why you ended up spending so much time on your own? Because I'm thinking I'm the last born too. Also spend a lot of time on my own listening to lots of radio, watching lots of TV growing up. Uh, but last yeah. born's, you know, it's a unique place to be in in the family. You once said in your, mm. one of your skits, it was on um, Funny People Africa, uh, that you're the black sheep in your family. And this is nothing to do yeah. with your skin tone, of course, which you make fun of. You you will do that on your yeah, own. I'm not participating in that. <laughs> I think in that particular joke, it had everything to do with the with the skin tone. Like, so everyone in my family is like uh, like light skinned, at least like fair complexioned. Um, not like super light, but like you know a light, a much lighter shade, of, lighter shade of brown than I am. And then mm-hmm. uh, being also the last born, there's usually you're, you're always looking, you're always watching kind of people who are older than you so i think in terms of listening to people and observing people that started like in the home um and um yeah and naturally i'm actually quite like introverted so when i'm in around like new environments around people i tend to be like very kind of withdrawn very cerebral but like soaking in everything that's happening um Mm. and (laughs) i have a habit of actually like meeting someone and then going home and practicing their voice. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Sorry, it's going to yeah. be uncomfortable meeting you because now all we're doing is visualizing what you're doing when you get home. <laughs> Impersonating the entire people that you just met. Wow. <laughs> it happens quite a lot, quite a lot. <laughs> wow. But I must say, when I did watch uh, the show that you did, it's on Showmax and it's hilarious. Yeah. You're in episode two, uh, but it's different uh, comedians. And especially it's what's, yeah. what's lovely about it is that it's a lot of faces that we hadn't come across before. And absolutely yeah. hilarious. I was cooking dinner and in stitches this week as I've been watching <laughs> this series because I wanted to see your stand up as well. But what stood out yeah. for me was that you're definitely a performer. You're not a comedian mm. only. Uh, mm. There's a lot of acting involved. There's clearly a lot of consideration in the writing that you do. Uh, so you are yeah. more than a comedian. You're more than an actor. It's like you you're a performer. Yeah. So you studied at Rhodes, as you as you actually say in that uh, in the in one of your shows. Yes, um, I was very very fortunate to to study drama. Um, actually, I did drama and like journalism um, at Rhodes and had a huge had a huge impact on um kind of the trajectory that I ended up 
uh, taking in terms of the style um, tends to be like a full body performance, very physical, using my body to its limits, obviously within, you know, not going like too overboard, but also vocally, like pushing myself and seeing how that serves mm. the joke. So, yeah. No, it definitely comes across. You're more than a comedian and it's like you, you are going to blow up so big because you are so, everything is contained in you. The expressions, the different voices, even your body, uh, just how you were telling your stories in that comedy skit because you used your body in a way that showed a performer at work. So you've secured a role on Takalani uh, Sesame. So is Takalani Sesame a dream yeah. come true? <laughs> in many ways, yes. Um, you know, again, because of the bringing um, a character like to life, like by you know, kind of exploring and pushing where the voice could go, and then mm-hmm. on top of that, like the the puppetry skills, which was you, know, which is a huge and a very steep learning curve. Like this, the style of puppetry that you learn, um, mm-hmm. and also, I mean, it's it's so close to like our hearts. Millions of us, like in the country we you know we grew up kind of watching it um and also sesame street essentially you know it's the same kind of global organization so mm. to be part of something mm. so huge and something that was so meaningful like as a as a child coming up was incredible and also to meet the the people that we've or the characters that we've grown to love and to start to know the people behind them fascinating fascinating incredible experience yeah so which character are you going to be doing and what's that character about? I mean, I can't remember the last um, time I watched Sakalani <laughs> Sesame, but everybody knows about it and the value of it yeah. in any household for young children. Yeah, yeah. Um, his name is Jad. Uh, he's a five and a half year old Muppet. He's like bright yellow, um, but he's a little bit like shy and uh, he's got, he's got a, a best friend that he's always playing with. Her name is Basma. And she's like this bold purple color, and they oh. always um, they're always in the middle of like a play a play situation, and then they run into some troubles, and then they try to um, to solve a problem, and then like they fail, and then they try and try until they succeed. So that's like the main kind of teaching theme of um, of like this season. It's like uh, playful mm. problem solving, sol- solving th- problems um, in play, but like also being resilient. So yeah, he's he's, he's really really cute. And um, yes. he talks a little bit like this. Oh, that's right. I'm going to be talking to Azalea on 702. <laughs> <laughs> that's the cutest laugh. Can we just make, I don't know, a montage of all your different laughs? I just love them. <laughs> that is the cutest um, laugh. Oh, oh thank so, you, Azania. Thank you. <laughs> you know, oh. I've been listening to you since I was... Um, Three, yeah, since I was three, and then I told my mom I'm gonna be on Azania's show one day, and she said, "Oh no, finish your homework." And I say, "I'm gonna be on Azania's show." <laughs> 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 it's just too adorable, so adorable. So uh, tomorrow is your birthday. How old are we turning, and how are you celebrating? Did you buy your alcohol? This week, because uh, you can't now. <laughs> I'm not much of a drinker. I don't know how you found out my birthday. Um, <laughs> so I turn 30, 32 tomorrow. 
Wow, how on earth did you find out my birthday? You are such a baby. 32 tomorrow. Uh, And what will you be doing? Lockdown birthdays. I had mine during the lockdown as well. Uh, I hope you get spoiled, uh, but don't expect much. (laughs) Don't expect much. (laughs) I I don't know. It's just going to be, yeah, uh, at home with the family, you know, with the nephews and um, my parents are here. What do your parents think of all of this? What do your parents think? Because they sent you off to Rhodes. Uh, you, had, you did what you did. You studied journalism. You've used it in an yeah. interesting way. Uh, now you're signed. Yeah. You have an agent. You are gaining more traction as far as work is concerned. But there was a tough period as well when things were not falling into place as quickly as probably you had hoped. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the, yo, I mean, I finished school. I wanted to go to film school. I finished, my, my matric year was 2006. Mm. Um, I really wanted to, to go to film school, but we couldn't afford it. Um, and then I was very fortunate at the time, especially if you consider like uh, South Africa and youth unemployment, I was very fortunate to get like a job at a call center. Um, but we had to learn Dutch because we were serving the Dutch clients. So we spent four months learning Dutch. Uh, and then it was like an IT service call center, like solving Dutch people's computer problems when they call in. And then I did yeah. that for three years. In the final year, I was uh, saving up a little bit of money. Um, initially, when I started saving, it was like, ah, I-, I wanted to buy a car. But then when, I- when the money was growing a little, I was like, actually, I've always wanted to study anyway. And journalism was another interest. So mm. I took all of the money. It was kind of enough to pay for most of like first year at Rhodes. And then... Yeah, I just kind of never looked back from there and just took it. Yeah, and carried on from there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So in the call center, if someone got irate with you, could you and asked you to call the supervisor? I mean, you could yeah. totally flip that, right? And be your own supervisor. You could have, you could have, you still remember the language so clearly. My goodness. So I said, have, have an amazing birthday tomorrow. Um, happy birthday. And thank you for brightening the, the Twitter sphere. Uh, the socials uh, with all your great skits. I saw that you've got a YouTube page. I've subscribed, but uh, I also did a little <laughs> bit of digging and I see that you started your YouTube page on the 18th of November in 2011. So already, mm-hmm. you know, this moment where people are subscribing in their numbers yeah. onto your YouTube page was destined back then when you set it up, not knowing what might go on there. Exactly. Exactly. Nine years ago. Nine years ago. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, it's so strange. Like, we never necessarily see the bigger picture of maybe the decisions that we make or things that we start. But it's only in hindsight when you look back and you Mm. start to connect the dots and you're like, oh, okay. Like, that was God's hand at work or that was why I was in that situation for that time, you know? So it's quite surreal, um, everything that, that happens when you start to look back. 
uh, on it. Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, there's yeah. some messages for you that I quickly have to share. One says, Tyson, what an amazing talent. He gives hearing voices <laughs> in your heads a whole new meaning. What a performer. <laughs> I am completely bl- blown away. I predict global greatness. That's what one person says on our WhatsApp wow. line. Another one says, wow. I'm a huge fan of Tyson. And by the way, this is in capitals. Ne? It's written in And it says, not only one of the funniest people I know, but also the kindest. May you keep that up. Thank you so much, Tyson. Oh, thank you. That's so beautiful to hear. And thank you for the time on the show and to chat with you. It's it's really amazing. (laughs) Fantastic. That's Tyson Gubeni, performer, comedian, artist.